Now it seems Philip Lowe has gone out fighting in his final speech as Governor of the Reserve Bank. He's warned Australia's living standards are at risk without productivity reform. And he's taken a bit of a jab at the media over how his now infamous signal that interest rates would stay near zero until 2024 played out. We're joined now by the ABC senior business correspondent Peter Ryan, who was listening to Philip Lowe's finale. Uh, Peter, thanks as always for your time. Philip Lowe's copped a lot of criticism as Governor of, of the Reserve Bank, especially, of course, recently with these surging interest rates. But how much of that's been justified? Well, good morning, Tom. Even Philip Lowe concedes that at times he had a communication problem, even though there has been a lot of praise for Philip Lowe actually being the best uh, central bank um, communicator in a very, very long time. And addressing the Annika Foundation in Sydney, Mr Lowe said... There there was a lot to be learned, especially from the pandemic, which he's put down as his biggest challenge ahead of inflation. Um, Of course, slashing interest rates to zero after that um, on real fears of 15% unemployment at times. Um, No vaccine in sight, maybe for years and temporary morgues being set up. Mr Lowe says that in hindsight, there was probably too much emergency stimulus that that in turn stoked inflation. Of course, since May, last year, 12 interest rate rises and four percentage points of pain for some borrowers who took on too much debt. But in a jab at the media, Mr Lowe, who became a target for the paparazzi and at times had TV crews outside his Sydney home, says he didn't have a crystal ball, but he accepts how he'll be remembered. And he tried to set the record straight about his perceived hits and many misses. A promise that interest rates would not go up until 2024. Everybody needs to get a flatmate. Everybody needs to work more hours to make ends meet. And young adults should stay at home because of the rental crisis. Yet I did not make any of those points. And I might also add that I did not choose Justin Timberlake's Can't Stop the Feeling to accompany me as I walked to a speaking podium earlier in the year. And I know that some of my explanations have missed the mark. But the media has a responsibility here too. In my view is that we'll get better outcomes if the public square is filled with facts and with nuanced and informed debate rather than vitriol personal attacks and clickbait. It's good to hear a bit of a, a sense of humour there. Outgoing Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe, and, and as we said, they're taking a bit of a jab at the media there for the way some of his remarks or, or otherwise were covered. Peter Ryan's with us. Uh, Peter, Mr Lowe had a few other parting shots as well and a productivity reform at the top of his list. Yeah, that's right, Tom. It's been a constant refrain. I, I can't recall any speech that Philip Lowe's made where he hasn't talked about productivity, but he's saying that productivity growth is central to future prosperity, living standards and higher wages. So public services that Australians take for granted, like uh, Medicare and the NDIS, can continue to be funded with turbulent economic times ahead. Mr Lowe's also said runaway housing prices we've seen, not just because of lower interest rates for a longer period, but because of choices that politicians have made or probably haven't made about taxing and housing investment. He didn't mention negative gearing, but that was pretty much the elephant in the room. Also about where people want to live, how cities are designed and how they're zoned, um, how planning decisions are made, uh, that unless the big issues are tackled, the economic and social problems will become more serious. Now, uh, Mr Lowe, 
handed over an interesting coffee mug, uh, glass half full, that he inherited from his predecessor, uh, Glenn Stevens, that he's going to be giving that to Michelle Bullock, who he thinks he's probably going to be needing that. And she'll be taking over from Philip Lowe as governor on September the 18th. And that's the end to a 43-year career for Philip Lowe. Yeah, I'm sure it'll uh, occupy a special part of uh, her mantelpiece. Now, that was Philip Lowe's swan song. But as he was speaking, the corporate watchdog was finalising legal action against Australia's biggest superannuation fund. I just want to ask you that uh, about this before I let you go, Peter. Tell us what happened there. Well, Tom, uh, ASIC is suing Australian Super and uh, they're alleging the mega fund failed to manage the issue of clients having multiple member accounts. I know that superannuation is one area that people glaze over about, but this is very important. And ASIC's alleging that for almost 10 years, Australian Super didn't have adequate policies to identify members who had multiple accounts, that is more than one account. And they didn't take action to merge these accounts when the merger would have been in the members' best interests. And as a result, Australian Super continued to change multiple sets of fees and also insurance premiums that are built into uh, super accounts. Now, this has been a long-running issue for workers who've had multiple jobs, but unless super accounts are merged, people simply pay more fees. And over 10 years, ASIC is alleging that 90,000 Australian super members paid about $69 million in fees that were unnecessary. Now, I've contacted Australian Super for a response, but so far, no comment. Okay, Peter, thanks for joining us. The ABC Senior Business Correspondent, Peter Ryan.